0: You're listening to Whoa Hot Lakes Uh fuck, Dugging uh, yeah. Killer Queen Lovin', lovin'. You with that bitch look like with cool best cousin. cousin Black hugging yeah. Bitches like in danger Saber two saga i am a motherfucking yellow like ranger. ranger Yeah and I for fina just so a Hey guys, welcome back to first of all a real unfiltered conversation on career family love relationships and all things modern culture My name is Minji Chang. I'm your host and welcome to my virtual living room So excited to be here with you guys and if you're new to the podcast Welcome. Hope you'll check out all the other episodes and see if there's anything else that you like that can feed your soul You know light up your brain whatever that may be provide some therapy because this is mine um this week we do not have a featured guest and I'll be flying solo as we do a little update episode on how things are going in my life because I've been actually getting a lot of questions so I thought that it'd be great to just sum it all up in in a solo episode and share that with you. And so before we dive into that, I really quickly wanted to say a huge thank you to my Patreon patrons who I had my very first Google Hangout with last week and that was just kind of surreal and really, really fun and insightful. And for those of you who don't know Patreon, Patreon's an online crowdfunding platform for creatives and a way for fans of different content creators to support them on a regular basis and to honestly get perks and to, you know, get privy access to to get first access to some awesome, you know, unique content that's just for the patrons, or do things, fun things, like doing Google Hangout with me, if that is what you think is fun. (laughs) Um, But last week, it was really, really great. I hung out with four of my patrons. It was, I just got to, you know, see them face-to-face, hear from them, because they've been messaging me, they left reviews, and it was really, really awesome to meet people, quote-unquote, from all over the country, it was mainly on the west coast though, um, and so I just appreciated people taking the time. So, uh, also this being my new life as a freelancer, which is what this episode is about, it really meant a lot to me, and it really gave me a lot of knowledge and confidence and motivation to keep pushing forward. Because this podcast has been some of a somewhat of an experiment, and by all means, like by all my own measures of success, I think it's been going really well. So. Again, thank you to my Patreon patrons, and if you're interested and would like to support this podcast and support me, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash first of all podcast. All right, so we'll dive right into this week's episode, which is a whole new world of anxiety. Um one of my most popular episodes has been the I quit my job episode. And I was surprised because, you know, we've talked about so many different things about relationships and family and parents, but this one in particular, I saw a pretty big spike. And also, you know, I guess sometimes I have a lot of assumptions or expectations or insecurities about what kind of content will do well. So sometimes I think I fear that the ones that were just episode of me talking would not be as interesting or not be as engaging as if I had a guest. Something about that was kind of maybe it was kind of like a security blanket, like having somebody else there to incorporate and to help co-promote an episode or something like that. So I'm just keeping it real. You know, I've been paying attention to numbers and seeing what what, you know, hits a nerve or what people respond to. And that episode in particular was really, really great. So thank you to everyone who tuned in and gave me that feedback. And again, thank you to my Patreon patrons for hanging out with me last week and giving me all sorts of advice on what kind of content they wanted to hear, um, how to format things. It was really, really great and helpful and insightful. So my brain's going 100 miles an hour. And that is also what has resulted in me making the solo podcast because apparently the solo ones aren't as bad either, right? (laughs) So um, I wanted to do a an update on how that's been because that episode was me explaining how i was stepping down or how i did just recently step down from my full-time job running a nonprofit organization called collaboration collaboration with a k and if you're interested in that i really recommend that you look up what that's all about it's a nonprofit and grassroots movement focused on creating diversity in media through supporting and discovering connecting elevating asian american pacific islander artists so that was my world. Still is my world, but it was my whole world, really, for the last nine years. I stepped down from that position, full-time salary, um, and honestly, the security of everything that comes along with that to really take on being an actor, being a writer, and producer, director, podcast host, being a creative artist, full-time. So that was me kind of going through that That whole process and my main learning lessons in terms of career advice. So if you are interested in that, please check that out. I think I had like 12. I think I wanted to have about five things, five pieces of advice to recommend to people. I think I ended up having like 12 and I probably have about 30 more. So I'll continue to build on that. But this episode was to catch up with you guys and let you guys know how it's been because this is getting released the week of of may 21st and so it's been about 3 weeks that i've been in this universe of freelancing of building my career as an artist and really giving it much more of my attention than i've ever given in my entire life so i wanted to reflect on that and i felt the best way that i could do that in a bite-sized coherent manner would be to share with you guys the 3 things that i learned That I was completely unprepared for as I embarked on this journey, this new chapter, and then share with you guys six things that I'm going to do about it as a result of the three things that I learned. I was going to do a three-in-three situation, but I kept going, as many of you guys might get familiar with in these podcasts. I had more than enough things to say about what I want to implement as a result of the lessons learned which I thought was a good thing. You know, I don't it doesn't need to be I, I learned these three hard challenges. And I have these three solutions. No, I I actually like the idea of having these are the challenges. And these are the obstacles. And these are like double the things that I want to do about them. My mentality, my attitude over the years has really developed to be much more of a problem solver or, you know, Just focusing on what what I want the outcome to be versus just bitching about what's wrong. Feel me? So that's where we're at. And I'll just dive right into the three things that I learned diving into this new chapter of my life as a freelance artist and leaving behind my full-time job. So number one, time management. I thought that when I would leave behind my full-time job and basically in theory reallocate all my time and energy towards building uh this creative career that I would have more time like tons more time to just build my knowledge base take classes audition all the time xyz and that was definitely blindingly not the case transitioning out of a career takes time and uh It takes preparation and I prepared somewhat, but, you know, leaving collaboration and and honestly not fully leaving because I'm still on the board of directors and having responsibilities, having connections and having relationships and responsibilities that did not free up as much time as I thought. A. B. you're trying to, like, get your foot in the door in so many different avenues. And for me, I'm very ambitious. And I like to, I think one of the main things I'm learning is that I like to spread. Well, I've already knew this. But I like to, I, I go I go big or go home. So I like to, I like to be or I am ambitious towards doing a lot of different things versus one. So when I'm talking about acting, it's like, I'm going to act. I'm going to write. I'm going to direct. And I'm going to, there's so much in there that I didn't think through about what it would actually require of me time-wise. So when I thought that I would have like this abundance of time and space to do what I want, definitely not the case. On top of that, where I am as a person in my 30s, I have a different set of responsibilities. I have a different lifestyle than when I was in my 20s. So being a homeowner, uh, being on the HOA board, having parents, you know, having family that lives in different parts of the country, uh, travel requirements, the way that I'm going to be, you know, hustling to make income so that I can do like the dream. Those are a very different set of circumstances than when if if I would have left even, you know, a year or two ago. So I didn't quite, you know, you're kind of caught up in this mentality of I'm I'm chasing my dreams right now, which is incredible. Do it. But also I didn't Personally, I didn't take full stock of how much time I would actually have versus how much I thought I would. Number two, bad habits rear their ugly head, and the consequences of bad habits make themselves exponentially more visible and just a pain in the ass than ever before. There's something about having a full time job and getting a regular paycheck that to me, for me personally, allowed me to get kind of lazy about certain things. I always had all these lofty things that I needed to do, like set up a monthly spreadsheet, track all my expenses, set really strict budgets and abide by them. Um, Even down, So that's like, those are logistical things that obviously affect, you know, your spending and saving habits, setting aside funds from every paycheck for this savings account or whatever, right? Like, making sure that I'm paying down X loan. Those things definitely were a luxury and those those are convenience and a luxury that I had when I had a full-time salary. And then it's even down to like honestly again going back to the time thing, how much time I waste on stupid shit, like reading nonsensical blogs that really don't make my life any uh, my life any better. Um you know, just My life goes a lot unexpectedly to like fashion blogs and vlogs, makeup, fitness, which I kind of all those things again in incremental moderation have a good effect. Like it's good to know how you know how to be stylish, right? And fitness is a huge deal. I would actually rank that high above fashion that's a good thing to research. But I look up recipes, I look up workouts, I love knowing, you know, why coconut oil is good for you, things like that. Um, But I would also watch stupid YouTube videos, things that don't really make my life that much better, or like just spend too much time. Those minutes add up so fast. And I wouldn't realize, okay, I just spent 30 unexpected minutes that I could have been doing towards building my career or getting a paycheck or getting booking a gig that will actually help pay my bills which are real. So, those are that's another really big thing that I just wasn't quite ready for. I had an idea, you know, I wasn't completely unprepared, but it really hit me like a ton of bricks how much time I waste and how inefficient I can be and how those things add up. Those are bad habits. It's not that I'm a bad person per se. But those are certainly not things that are helping me. Um, And they're a huge time sink. They're a huge waste of my energy. More than like as much as time, it's a waste of my freaking brain space. Like it just takes more out of me to refocus, right? And we live in that age where you get a freaking notification every five minutes. I feel maybe even less than five minutes. But I need to adjust to that and figure out where my time sinks are and figure out what to do about them third thing I was completely unprepared for is that I had somewhat envisioned that things would be stressful, that I needed to have a financial cushion. So I curved my spending. I was saving up and giving myself X amount of time. And in my mind, I was like, this is so great. I'm being smart. I'm an adult. I can like plan ahead. I'm going to do this. I'm going to hustle my ass off. It's going to be great. So I'm glad I did all those things. Kudos to you, former Minji. Good job. But also. The anxiety that I've been experiencing, I was not ready for that. Um, the anxiety is so real. And it's not... It has a ripple effect on everything. And facing the fact that I've been dealing with... Not just like self-doubt. It's not... It's not just, like, worry. It's panic. It's days where I am genuinely feeling paralyzed or just so terrified that it makes it hard to focus, right? There's all these things I need to do, and I'm not doing because I'm so kind of lost in this anxious paralysis. Two, it's affecting relationships. Everything kind of took on a different color. I would speak to people differently. Um, I wasn't the same good-natured version of myself that I usually was. Again, a lot of that comes with that security of, Having a paycheck, like knowing how you're going to pay your bills next. There's a different way that your body goes into survival mode. And I'm learning how to deal with that right now because I was being a total dick to a lot of people. And it wasn't super obvious, but I felt it. And then I would go down this like guilt rabbit hole, feeling like I'm such an asshole. I'm such a terrible person. Why am I being so short and so dismissive with people? Um, and I'm really trying to figure that out because there was a week really leading up to the Sundance application being due. I submitted a, a feature film script and a, an application to get development track with Sundance Film Festival, which is a big freaking deal. It was a huge deadline. But in that, the week up to that, I had made all these commitments. I had again, really thought that I could manage my time, schedule in the time to write. But again, when you're doing something creative or anything, you know, it can be creative, but anything that requires your attention and focus, it's not easy to just turn that on. It's not easy to just sit down all of a sudden be like, I'm creative. I have all the ideas flowing through me. There were times where I sat down and I was like, my mind was completely blank. And all I was thinking about was, oh, shit, my credit card thing is due the 17th and I got to do this by the 18th and I don't even know I have this gig but I don't know when they're actually going to pay me and so what what is my APR going to be and like what what's the uh, I'm literally sitting there doing interest rates in my head versus actually writing the application and working on the screenplay that's supposed to like open all these doors in my life right so that anxiety is super real I had panic I had low-key panic attacks every other day I was being pretty awful to be around um i could only tolerate so much before i start getting snappy and so to wh- whoever's listening if any of my friends are listening coworkers are listening to this i apologize <laughs> i was definitely not in a really good headspace but i wasn't ready for that either and so now that i've gone through that and I probably will continue to go through that in a lot of different ways i'm gonna be working on that and um apologies and love to my boyfriend, Kenji. He got the brunt of it again. I think this is a second time, but it's been hard. Um, and I talked to him the most, but it's also just been really eye opening. So those are my three things. One is that one is that you probably will not ever have as much time as you think you do. Two bad habits will make themselves very obvious And we'll catch up to you if they have consequences. And three, anxiety is so real when you are entering this new chapter. So I want to share my six things of what I am going to do as a result of these unexpected lessons. Okay, so bear with me. Number one, discipline is key. Discipline is something that I think I subconsciously correlated with something negative you know you think of discipline from your parents you think it's something it's something unwelcome it's something unpleasant it's something like punishment right but discipline is now in my adult world like the thing that I put on this really amazing pedestal I think discipline is not punishment it is commitment and it's following through So, that you can do things that you want to do. Discipline is being strong and smart and savvy and efficient and productive and reliable and dependable and consistent so that you can continue to do what you want to do. So, discipline, I've implemented one of the main ways that I've implemented discipline unexpectedly and this was completely through like health and vanity purposes but working out every day has been a huge huge change for me in terms of consistency doing it every morning I switched from doing workouts in the evening when I had free time or whenever I could squeeze it in which I did make a big priority to do having it be the thing that I do every day before I even eat breakfast has changed my life um it was really my space. I thought breakfast was my space to for me, you know, my me time. But I feel like working out is even more so. Now they go hand in hand and I'm doing something really important that a lot of people, including myself, have put off. You know, you're always trying to like squeeze it in, do it whenever. Doing that has changed my life so that I'm taking care of myself. I got a big to-do checked off right at the top of the day. And it's only produced more you know, good feelings in my body. The energy is great. The endorphins are great. I, I started losing weight in a great way, like getting fit, not like I'm trying to become or ever could be anorexic or, you know, anything in terms of like a disorder, which is very real and very harmful for a lot of women who suffer from body image issues and men. Um, But it was really just feeling good in my body. And the side benefit is like the great results. And Yeah, I think it just boosted my metabolism. It made me have better energy. And it really just kind of set the day. So whatever your way of discipline is, um, it has a ripple effect, you can kind of find other ways to discipline yourself. That's not necessarily related to work, but will ripple effect into the work. So now that I have the workout thing done, I really abide by schedules more, I kind of rely on them in a great way. Because before I would set schedules and not stick to them. So they're kind of a waste of time. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And they're not. And so not only are you not following the schedule that you took time to do, you're also now probably feeling shitty and like you're a loser or this is me again. This is my inner dialects, why I'm so harsh on myself, but just feeling like I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And then on the converse side, it's like when you do do what you said you're going to do, that builds on itself too very much so. Um, Suddenly I have this more reliable, trusting relationship with myself that I'm like, oh, I did that. I do it every day. I can do all these other things too. And it keeps growing. You have to be patient, but it just keeps growing day by day. So discipline is number one. I'm implementing that in my life. Two, research, research, research. I think... During the time, I've gotten a paycheck since I was 14. I've been working full-time since I was 21. Um, there's something about having a boss and having people who are taking care of other things for me, HR, whatever. It made me a little bit lazy. To be honest, I personally did not do my due diligence where I should have and or where I would like to have because I kind of just trusted other people to handle things for me. If things fell apart... Um, you know, you give yourself a buffer and you're like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. But now that I'm really independent, I'm a freelancer, I'm on my own, I have to do the research, I have to look into things on my own and be aware where my money is going. Um, what are the benefits? What are the perks of XYZ credit card? What, uh, what requirements are required of me for this thing that I'm doing and this gig or this place that I'm going to travel to. It's really kind of taken on a different thing. So I'm putting in more time to research everything. Um, and I'm kind of training my brain to do it before I have time to think about it. It's to look everything up. Look at the weather before you go. I lit- You guys, I would literally travel to cities across the country without checking the weather beforehand. You know why? A, I would overpack. So that like, probably did more strain on my body. And it's just a waste of time. Why am I bringing like a week's worth of clothes for three days? Or I would just be unprepared and I would just buy a jacket if it was too cold. Again, that was like a lazy way. I've like looked at my freaking expenses in the past 10 years and cringed so hard at how much time, energy, money I wasted by just not looking up the damn weather. Okay, so again, another bad habit that I was just really coming to terms with is to research Google stuff, look at it. I have no excuse because I live in the age of Google. So you don't have any excuses either, okay? On that note, I also think that researching is really, really important for whatever it is that you wanna do. I want to be an actor, a voiceover artist, a podcaster. I want to write and direct. Those are a lot of different things. And individually, those things are, are their own careers. There are people who just do one of those things. I want to do it all. And honestly, even after all this anxiety and stress, I still want to do it all. So on the research front, educating myself and researching um, just how the industry works, taking time to know what kind of arena, what game I'm playing and in what arena, what the rules are, have been really, really helpful for me. And I'm committing, I'm recommitting to learning more about that on a regular basis, not just online with books, with people, etc. Three, calendar your life. My Google calendar has been saving my life. And it's been an incremental process to start putting things down, and giving myself a deadline. I realized that I transitioned from a dreamer, to a goal-oriented person within the last five to six years. I'd say before that, I was much more of a visionary. I was a dreamer. I have a lot of these grandiose things that I want to do, which I think is great. But if you don't put a deadline to them, if you don't calendar that and set a concrete timeline of when you can accomplish that, you will never do it. Or at least I will never do it. It will just stay a nebulous idea in my brain and float forever until I actually put things down on paper slash screen. So calendar things, again, if you're not used to it, give yourself space to just like do one thing or three things to put in your calendar. And it will it will it will build, you know, and it comes back to the discipline of having time allotted for things and challenging yourself. This is my hour to write. Okay, what do I got to do? And in that, you'll figure out your process of this is my hour. All right, at the top of the hour, I'm just going to start doing a brain dump. We're not even going to like think about what we're doing. We're just going to write everything down and go from there, right? Like you'll figure out your process and then you'll research to find out what other people do to do their process and you'll keep learning. Four. Four. Put yourself out there. I will put myself out there. This podcast is a version of me putting myself out there, talking about what I want to do, that I want to do public speaking, that I want to do... Me doing that, you guys, it was so uncomfortable. Telling people that I want to be an actor, right? There's something in my head that made me feel very arrogant and silly and then terrified because I felt this paralysis that many, many people feel... I'm Asian American. I'm Korean American. I credit that a lot to my Korean culture of like, you don't say these audacious things because if you do and then you fail, you have that many more eyes on you because they are having these expectations of you. But again, on the other side, if you don't tell people what you want, you will again float around in this nebulous abyss where you don't get to like iron out what it is that you want to do and then figure out how to do it. I had the hardest time calling myself an actor many years ago, I felt like a fraud. And I felt, oh, until I do something, I'm not an actor, right? I'm not going to call myself that and be so arrogant as to call myself an actor if I haven't even made anything. Well, that's, do you see the illogical dumbassery of that? How am I ever going to do something ever be invited to be in a project ever submit to a project and have the, you know, have the opportunity to audition if I don't call myself an actor, if I don't. Take ownership of that word, that title, right? Um, how am I ever going to get a Sundance development track if I don't call myself a writer? That is part of the deal. Is that you got to step into what you are, and then become it more and more every day. So, putting yourself out there, putting myself out there, has is something that I need to continue to work on. It's super uncomfortable. I feel very silly, and um, like I feel really guilty and sorry for taking up people's time. Like, telling them my dreams is, is like, an affront to their schedule. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I hate to bother you. Um, sorry for disturbing your day. I know you have so many other things that you want to do. <laughs> I feel bad about telling them myself, But then it's funny because I have all these great friends and all these great supporters and listeners who ask me. They're like, well, what do you want to do? What's the next project you want to work on? And if I don't put myself out there and say, hey, you know what? I want to do... A film about this. I want to act in these types of projects. I want to make podcasts that reach this many people. Can you please share this if it's a value if you liked it and you you want other people to like hear something that I said so that you guys can talk about it? like that's what I want. If my public speaking has some sort of impact on you or what my expertise is on Asian America or being a female entrepreneur or being a female leader or being a millennial woman, like all these other buckets that I fall into, And I see the drought of female speakers out in the world. I go to so many events and conferences, and it's always just majority men. It's majority older women um, who are amazing. But I kind of want to have representation for young female women of color to be at the table, to speak their mind, to share their expertise, and to motivate and educate and and connect other people. I want to do that. They, and there's a need for that and I would love to get paid to do that. That's something I think I can be really good at and so I got to put myself out there and it's really really awkward but um, I'm learning how to be better ab- about it and you listening to this is part of that so thank you bless your heart <laughs> but you got to put yourself out there and I will continue to do so too. Five, in light of the fact that I'm such a worrier and clearly have anxiety issues, I need to remember to focus on what I want, not what I don't want. I've talked about it at different points in my previous episodes, but I believe in the law of attraction. I believe that what your mind thinks on a regular basis, what you believe, and what you believe is just a thought that you think over and over again, that is what happens. There is a difference between thinking, I want to succeed, and I don't want to fail. Those are two very distinct, different lines of thought. So I think in the past, I was very fixated on not failing. I was like, I can't fail. I can't, I can't fuck this up. I can't lose money for XYZ person. I can't, you know, embarrass myself or this company that I work for. You know, I was really, really negatively thinking. I was thinking about the negative outcome I did not want to have. Then when I stopped and took a step back, I listened to these different lectures, these different philosophies on law of attraction. It really did make sense. Like you're thinking about what you don't want to have happen, but you're still thinking about that. You're thinking of failure. (laughs) It's kind of like the whole car crash thing. You're like, I can't crash. I can't crash. I can't crash. I don't want to crash. And then all of a sudden you hit like the median in the, the freeway, right? Our minds go, our bodies go where our minds go, right? The physical follows the mental. And so that is my practice to like continuously think of what I want to have happen. There's always like the duality and there's always the other thing on the other side of the thing that you don't want to have happen. It'll still be there. But what I want to have happen is what I want my brain to be filled with. I want to build a podcast that can help people. I want to build an acting reel and a career that makes people laugh and cry through these types of things. I want to have this type of income. I want to have this kind of lifestyle. I want to, you know, have the freedom to travel or take my parents on trips or whatever, you know, these are the things that I want. And for me, that's been a constant, you know, changing of habit, because it's a habit of thought. And because it's so invisible, it's really taken me honestly, the last few years to really analyze that and understand it and then address it, which I do a lot in my sleep. I do sleep hypnosis every night. I do guided meditations every night to build my confidence, to work on my body image, to work on wealth and abundance. And if y'all just Google it and YouTube it, you can find it too. So again, focus on what I want, not what I don't want. And I think it's more applicable now than ever when I feel all this anxiety that's rising with all the responsibilities I have. And to be honest, all this freedom that I have to like make my life as I want it, which all of us have, we just don't sometimes step back and realize it. Whether you're in a full-time job or freelancing, everyone has the ability to dictate the outcome of their life. And sometimes letting other people run it feels easier. But in that, you know, the compromise that you're going to have and or maybe the potential consequence of that is that you are not steering your own ship. I'm not saying that everyone needs to quit their job and, like, become an artist. That's not what I'm saying. But it's really kind of the attitude shift of what am I doing to take ownership of my life, take responsibility for my time? Am I making the kind of income? Am I spending the kind of time that I want with my family? Am I giving myself enough care, my body enough time and energy to work on my physical fitness on my mental health on you know, am I giving myself a freaking pedicure if I work my butt off? And that's the thing that makes me happy. Am I giving that to myself? Is that oxygen mask on? And am I able to do those things? So you know, Focus on what you want, and then in that you'll figure out what you want, what you don't not want, what actually makes you happy and fulfilled, and what might be actually draining you more than you thought. But in any case, focus on what you want. And lastly, six. I need to give things time. Damn it. <laughs> give things time. I am wildly impatient. I can be really ambitious and uh, great for a lot of things you know i am more accepting of who i am and i like myself for a lot of qual- for a lot of reasons but i still annoy myself because one of my faults in my opinion is my impatience my inability to kind of hold out and just give things time to develop as they need i want results really immediately and i have an urgency in life like Why is it not here yesterday? What the hell? And that's something I'm definitely working on to use up the time that I even allotted for myself. I said I'm giving myself X number of months to get my feet under me. I saved up enough money so that I cover my expenses without freaking out. Um, Just got to trust myself and give myself time. Trust God. Trust my family. Um, Trust my own ability to have things Work out. Not everything's going to be done in a day. Not everything's going to be wrapped up in a pretty bow. Things will continue to develop, and that journey—you know—the cliche is it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. So I'm trying to enjoy it as each day goes on, and not get riddled with anxiety and depression and irritation and destroying my relationships and my body. Uh, I rolled my ankle about almost two weeks ago thank you to everyone who's been really kind Um, but I didn't trip over anything I just tumbled I just literally fell to the floor while running and I think it was my body giving me the finger and telling me to calm down because um, I don't know maybe I'm pushing myself too hard there's a lot of different ways your body and the world universe will tell you what you need to know so I just need to be grown up enough to listen So I'm sitting here with my brace. I'm going to take some ibuprofen and continue on with the rest of my day without putting weight on my ankle to let it heal. So those are my six tips. You could decipher them through all of the talking. Kudos to you. You have a great ear. You're a great listener. But in any case, um, I hope that that was helpful for you guys. I hope wherever you are at in your life, with your career, with your relationships, with yourself especially, that... You know, you keep going, but also figure out your way so that you're going in a healthy way and that you're going in a way that's actually fulfilling for you, um, that's honest and not, you know, serving others only. Make sure you're in there and make sure not only you are in there, that others are there too. It's all a balance and it's all um, an ongoing journey. So, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of First of All. And I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for being here. This is like my anchor as I continue on as a freelancer. Again, if you feel compelled to share this with somebody, if this is helpful to anybody, please share this episode. And if you are inclined to support me in this journey as a freelance artist, and you would like to become a patron and get access to different kinds of unique content that's just for my Patreon patrons, like the Google Hangout. And uh, I'm going to start Video taping some stuff too so again work in progress but you can go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast to do that and become a patron and please subscribe and leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode on apple Podcasts. you can also find me on google play stitcher radio public and everywhere else you find podcasts thank you to marvin yue my audio engineer and producer you're the best thank you to aquafina for use of her song yellow ranger and shout out to you because you're about to blow up. I mean, she's already been, but this year is Aquafina's year. Ocean's Eight comes out very soon, and totally excited for that. She got to film a movie with Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock and Mindy Kaling, and I die. Um, I'm also a member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American storytellers and podcasts. Very, very proud to be a part of that. I hope you have a blessed week. Stay healthy, be happy, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. a